This is Joseph Gervasi. I'm here with Julia Factorial. Uh, we are at the International House in Philadelphia during the X-Fest. And today is May 5th, 2013. This is part of Loud Fast Philly. You can laugh now. Okay. <laughs> Good afternoon. Hey. Hi. Okay. Uh, so why don't you tell me about when you were a baby? Okay. Um, uh, so how, when were you born and where are you from? Okay. I was born in 1981 uh, in Willingboro, New Jersey, and really had more of my like, formative punk rock growing up experience in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill, all which right. about 15 minutes over the bridge from, from Philadelphia. Yeah. So you moved to Cherry Hill at some point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and actually that that's kind of, I was when I was thinking about how to kind of get my head wrapped around what you might want to talk about today, um, I was thinking that move is actually really um, crucial to, I think, a lot of the development and kind of my entree into, um, into like, punk um, and a pretty wide spectrum of what I consider punk, but also mm -hmm. just more like DIY culture kind of happened after that move. So um, how old were you when you moved to Cherry Hill? So that was, I was um, 13. And um, yeah, just going into like the eighth grade and mm -hmm. the summer that I moved to Cherry Hill, we, we, you know, we had cable for the first time. So there was um, 120 minutes right, right, right. on MTV. Um, there was, that was also the summer that I discovered Linda Berry and um, underground comics and then also zines. Right. So did you I, have Night Flight as well? Did you, ever, did you watch that? No, Night no, okay. no. It was Night Flight. It was on. It was on one of the the general cable stations like that everybody like USA got. Or something like it was that. on U yeah. yeah USA or TBS or something, and it was on late at night. And mm -hmm. they would show like stoner comedies <laughs> and like Reefer Madness and things like that. But they'd also do punk stuff. Like Another oh, State wow. of Mind. Okay. Um, was like a, a big one for at least like people who are my age would see that. And did you ever see the Another no, State of Mind? No, no. A documentary no. about the Youth Brigade Social Distortion tour okay. in the early '80s, and they go to the Discord House and all these other places. But there's infamous parts where it's where there's like guys who show you how to do different slam dancing techniques and stuff <laughs> and I can just imagine like all these kids taking notes like oh the creepy crawl you right. like this and the, you know. well I, d I get to see something similar to that in that sick of it all video for step down I think that they, they do uh, they have a, a, a I think they're probably like a takeoff uh, on that oh they, really yeah. so they show yeah. you the yeah. different okay yeah it's <laughs> with all the moving. different dance moves yeah that's um, good um, pit pit uh, logistics of, of movement so this is serious business yeah <laughs> you really have to take a lot of notes you don't want to right, fuck this right, up right exactly exactly um, so yeah. you come into cherry hill uh, mm -hmm. so what is what then is your introduction well i guess moving back just a little sure. bit what is what is the you like prior to your introduction to all of this weird junk <laughs> you know like what kind of weird fucked up kid were you <laughs> before this um i'll just say that i mean i was pretty pretty loner kid you know um you know, I grew up in Burlington County in this like little like spot next to Mount Holly, which, you know, if you're ever thinking about raising kids, like don't raise them out there. Um, it's really a terrible place. I won't. Um, and it was, Thank you. yeah, it was just kind of, yeah, just devoid of any kind of culture. Um, and yeah, it just, it just wasn't a, it wasn't a hospitable place. And so kind of that, that summer that we moved to Cherry Hill and had, yeah, not only just like access to Philadelphia, but you know, I got city paper, and so that's where like I saw like the comics were in the paper, and it was like, whoa, what's what's this? I've never seen this before. And cable, and and then also um, when we moved there, I heard WPRB and WKDU for the first time, mm -hmm. so that was like crucial, you know. So that kind of this coalescing of like all of these things kind of coming together, um, because you know, even just like it's funny, like before I even was really that tuned into like you know college radio, so much like finding zines and being able to read about bands and having no concept of what they sounded like mm -hmm. and no concept of where to like kind of place them in this like 
timeline of musical history, you know, except that they're happening and, um, you know, they have this like ridiculous name. I like, remember seeing like the meat puppets mentioned for the first time being like, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I want to find out, you know, that's, that sounds terrible and exciting. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so having like those kinds of different areas kind of move all in and then finding like, oh, like, oh, I read about this band and now I'm hearing them on this radio station or I'm hearing something that they probably know what that is. So I yeah, can call yeah. up and ask them and mm -hmm. like bug the hell out of these DJs or like whatever. Um, so yeah, that I kind of all circled in at that same time. Right. And yeah, right, right before I was like eighth grade and then right into high school, so. Mm -hmm. So then are you, at, at this age, are you able to allow to go into the city to explore any of these things, or are you... No, yeah, that was still, um, that was still massively not allowed, um, but thankfully I lived very close to the Patco High Speed Line, yes. which I think is the lifeline for so many. It was for me as well. Yeah, yeah. So, so that just made it just, that was like, well, I mean, pretty much like through my freshman and sophomore year of high school, like did not attend high school for most of <laughs> most of those years How until they automated yeah they didn't have auto they they didn't have like an automated truancy like they didn't have it like their their truancy um system automated yet where they could kind of catch up to it in okay. real time um so yeah i kind of abused that loophole for a while um yeah and so like you know in, when i was a freshman in high school and came over to philadelphia and would come to the wooden shoe and hang out and buy zines there and you know, or just like hit South Street or go record shopping, you know, that the, all of those things kind of, um, you know, started to kind of come in. And also it's funny, like being sitting here in the International House, like it's funny for like all the like music stuff that I was into. The first time I ever came to West Philadelphia was to go to see a, a foreign film at International House. Right. As like a sophomore. Yeah, there was I, I had a I can't remember the, the film that it was, but I like took classes at UArts on the weekends um, and took like film classes. Uh, at UArts and the teacher had like encouraged people to like, come check out like this movie and I was like well I have to go like this is the only time I'll be able to see this movie right. so I, I remember like lying to my parents about being at the mall or something and then like getting on the speed line and figuring out how to get on the market Frankfurt and come out here and so um, yeah so it's kind of funny to like be here now sitting here talking about that experience. Do you remember what movie it was that you had this? I can't remember oh, yeah, what movie yeah. it was. I bet if I could go through like my scrapbooks or something like yeah, that, I'd yeah. like find, you know, because that was like when anything you were interested in, you know, you'd cut it out of the paper or, you, you know, whether it was like show flyers or like the postcards from like the truck or something yeah, getting yeah. like sent or, you know what I mean? Like you just oh, kind of yeah, kept yeah. this Oh yeah, I have boxes and boxes of this crap yeah. that surely I'll be looking at in my right. old age as will you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well that's, what, I mean even that, like that summer I was talking about like finding zines for the first time, like the Philadelphia Inquirer, I mean we've talked about this article before, like the Philly Inquirer article where you, you, you are mentioned is like uh. one of the first times I remember seeing kind of had an awareness that there were people like not only people doing like weird shit but oh there's people like a couple miles away from me doing weird shit and and being kind of just like really excited about that not necessarily even being like 100 percent into what everyone else is doing but just knowing that like that it's there, that it's, yeah. that's there and it's happening is very kind of crucial and um it's like a lifeline you know man so did you were you amassing other people you know drawing them into around you who were also interested in this weird stuff or were you kind of going this um I, I mean I feel like in at my high school it's like you know that there were like a couple I mean, most of the people in my high school that were interested in music and like DIY like culture or punk were mostly into like really crummy hardcore like really just like crummy straight edge hardcore stuff so they were like 
they're not people who I like really like bonded with over these things. I mean, I did have, I had like one friend who, um, we were both really obsessed with, we got really obsessed with Discord records and this one particular show on WPRB. And so like we would, you know, we'd just like sit and like when that show came out on Saturday nights, we would just like, that was, that was our Saturday night was sitting and listening to this like three hour show. Were you um, taking notes like on all the different? Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. taping the shows, like, oh, like write it down, write it down. What do they say? Like, I, I miss that. Like there's so many times like, <laughs> and this is like also like kind of, at the beginning of the start of the internet, but like, you know, before you're like really acknowledging that as like a conduit to find out yeah. information that you need. Where I would have like band names spelled wrong or like completely different words because somebody's like thick North Jersey accent said yeah, it. Yeah. And I was like, what? Like I had to just phonetically try to figure out something that somebody was talking about um, on the radio. But yeah, so I had like friends like that, but as far as for shows and, you know, people who I would go to in shows and high school, with, like go to with at sh- to shows would just be kind of just like rides just like to get into the city you know what mm-hmm. I mean like I didn't necessarily have to even really like the show that was happening it was just like oh I want to be here and I want to like ex- see what this experience is like all about yeah 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 so when it, when do you start to become more involved in in this scene I mean to feel like that you're you know a participant in this thing rather than just observing it um I mean that it's I think that that kind of happened when I, I I volunteered at the shoe, like all through high school, and then a what little do you bit explain beyond. to oh, the, sorry. yeah no that's what but um, explain to the person you know what sure. the wooden shoe is. Uh, the wooden shoe is an anarchist bookstore that's collectively run in Philadelphia. I think now they're in uh, oh, I want to say like thirty five years. I think they're up to thirty five years, um, and they've been at a couple of different locations in their time. Um, when I first um, became involved, they were on what was it twenty first and Sansom. Um, then moved down to South Street to about 5th and South, and now they reside at about 7th and South um, in Philadelphia. And, yeah, they have a great collection of books, zines, records, um, any other kind of, like, you know, then it kind of branched out, like, T-shirts and patches and other kinds of, like, ephemeral kind of things that people Mm -hmm. would, um, you know, like to to use to get their message across. Um, But, yeah, they're... So, yeah, I volunteered there throughout the weekends, um, almost like all through high school and then maybe about a year or two beyond. Um, And so I kind of had this different, like I would still be going to shows and things like that, but had a different kind of experience of coming to DIY through this more like activist community. Um, Did you consider yourself or do you consider yourself an anarchist? No, I don't, I, I mean, I, I, it feels kind of weird to say, like, no, I don't consider myself an anarchist. It's like when people are like, well, I don't consider myself a feminist, but, you know, like, or they feel like there's some sort of weird baggage associated with it. There often yeah, is, yeah, but yeah. it really <laughs> kind of depends on both the listener and the speaker, you know? Sure, yeah, and I mean, I, I think it definitely, I think that experience of working, um, you know, because not everybody who worked there would necessarily identify themselves as, you know, an anarchist, um, but I think that the experience of, working with people who just had some sort of greater awareness of what their place in the world is, like what kind of world they want to live in, what issues they care about, and how they go about making those changes happen in the world. I mean, it's a very powerful experience. Um, so, you know, if, if we call it that, that's fine. But I mean, I think that overall, I mean, to me, it was a much more like personally liberating experience than, than necessarily something like I would like where is saying like oh like yes I'm an anarchist or like I wouldn't even say that I'm like a, a punk necessarily you know you it's, yeah, yeah. it's just kind of 
it goes a lot deeper mm -hmm. than like being able to put such an easy label on something like that. Were there certain um, causes that were, or maybe even still are, mm -hmm. particularly interesting to you? But let's say we're talking about then now, you know, at the time that you had kind of honed in on mm -hmm. and, and paid, you know, acted with. Yeah, I mean, I'm like as like as a queer person that, that there's a, like many facets of like queer politics and visibility that are important to me but um you know I had family that I worked within um the prison system and so that's that's always something that's been um very um that I'm like very sensitive towards um but yeah I mean it's kind of with with anything that is I don't know I I don't mean to sound like like kind of corny about or whatever but like as somebody who's like gen like you know women are generally more marginalized everywhere they go so it's mm -hmm. kind of like everyone's issue is my issue like you know like it's 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 not just about like what's personally um important to me but like what 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 i want the larger world that i like move through mm -hmm. to to reflect back to me and um and how do we make how do we make that like a better place for everybody? So that's right. kind of my more general mm -hmm. long view take on it. And it seems to be you're still actively involved mm -hmm. in, in these things now. Yeah. Um. yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. That was kind of the the shoe is definitely like more of the even I would say even more so even though I like went to plenty of shows and you know participated in that way. Um, I think like as far as like what community felt like a like a whole wholly more um, supportive place was definitely was definitely that that community. So did you always feel that this community was very welcoming to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think like, yeah, the shoe definitely. Um, and, you know, larger like music scene is like, that's kind of, you know, it can be hit or miss sometimes, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of miss. <laughs> There's a sure. lot of miss. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, um, I think that like overall, and I think that it's also changed a lot since when I was uh, like in high school and a teenager. And um, I think there's definitely a wide breadth of options now and people who are who are creating um, the spaces that um, people may want to participate in um, that kind of fall under the larger DIY umbrella so I think um, I think it's it's only it's only getting better I think for people um, overall so you think that, that Philadelphia is uh, is a city that kind of has all of these kind of elements in play and that are they generally you think welcoming to individuals I mean that's that's been my experience I'm sure there are plenty of people um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people, whether they're people of color or, you know, trans or, you know, any, any, any person who's like marginalized in like the larger society is like definitely going to have a harder time um, being, I think, fully feeling like a, a whole part of something mm -hmm. here. I mean, I think that's, that's not just punk rock. I think that's, that goes across like any, any community that you want to like participate right. in, but not so much to say like the larger world in general. Um, but I mean, I think that Philadelphia... Um, it's kind of special in this way that there are lots of different ways, like different entrees into to to um, the like larger DIY scene. You know, like um, if we're just talking about like music stuff, I think that like it's everything from you know you have everything from like R five to people like Sarah Cher, who's been booking shows forever, you know, mm -hmm. and has this very like tight mission for like wh like who she wants to support and. Um, what kinds of spaces she wants to create and just was like, okay, well, it's so bad if I'm not getting like all the kudos, like it's still something that's happening and it's happening regularly in spaces yeah. that people can find out about and that aren't like closed off through some sort of like, are you cool enough to know X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think that there's, 
um, you know, there's there's a pretty wide array, a wide spectrum. So you went into DJing. Mm -hmm. um, so do you want to? Can you talk a little bit about that? How that came to be? And oh sure. Well, I was just a giant nerd. <laughs> That's the yeah. easiest way in. Um, I mean, like, well, there, to me, there's like two things because like, there's the radio stuff, which started from like listening to PRB and KDU and just kind of being obsessed with college radio in general. Um, and so, yeah, that was just like a lifelong love. I remember being like 16 and just being like, man, one day. Yeah. I, you could be I as cool just, as a DJ. Yeah, or even, not even just like, I mean, I just really love these people. I mean, I just had pen pal relationships with, you know, these people and, um, and DJs. And now a lot, you know, a lot of them are very close friends of mine. And um, that, yeah, I just spent a lot of time like pouring over this, this, this way, you know, of, of people connecting. Because it didn't even just seem that it was, it wasn't just about like the music, but, um, you know, like thinking about college and community radio as being this like conduit of other kinds of information. So whether it's not just like shows, but you'd hear people talking about like the New Brunswick scene and I'd be like, well, I'm down here in, you know, Philadelphia or Cherry yeah. Hill. Like, I don't know what goes on in Brunswick and that's not even that far away, but like it sounded like this whole other world, you know, or like all these like punks down the shore and like, what's that, what's that whole scene yeah, like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, um, it kind of, yeah, it just was very, um, engaging like on a, like, um, imagine like on imagine any like imagination kind of level um so yeah i just kind of dug my heels in was like i gotta i gotta get to that station and then you know very shortly after graduating high school i was able to get in there and i was i've been djing there for um 11 years oh no no wprb at wprb yeah i've been there for 11 years um so yeah so that's kind of that and then through um my like involvement in music in that way um and even before I was on the radio at PRB, um, I started, I was like DJing house parties in West Philly when I was in high school. So that kind of just kind of continued um, and kind of naturally grew as people started to like want that experience outside of house parties. And, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of um, kind of like more like rock or like punk DJ culture in Philadelphia at that time, but um, it's definitely kind of it seems like that's really up. grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably you, you know, kind of play a role in this and kind of doing these things and bringing it to a greater problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's um, there's a lot of a lot of people who are kind of doing fun things with uh, with music and, and getting people to experience it in, outside of you know basement kind of culture and um, yeah, it's fun to be a part of that. I. I, I it's it's kind of crazy to me to think of it that way, but yeah. It must it must be a great really instant gratification because you can just see the, the physical reaction of these people. You know, almost like being in the band when you play a particular song. Oh yeah. You, kinda, you can change the whole <laughs> mood of the environment, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely can definitely get way corny on this because that's actually like my favorite part. Like, well, corny can also be earnest. Yeah, like, oh, earnest I am earnest. Yeah, yeah, so I'm yeah cynicism. I, I have be, no interest in. So, yeah. Yeah, I should I should say that. To me, I feel I feel corny about it sometimes, but really it is. It's just like a sincere, earnest connection. Because I'm going to think about like what this music like means for me and my like in in my life. Um, it's like anybody can get. Let me put it this way: anybody can get up and like play, um, you know, punk records at a bar, and I think the vibe is really different. And you can kind of like tell um, when the person who's playing them has a relationship to it and like wants to share it with you because it's really this like revolutionary like beautiful thing you know mm -hmm. and like so what if we're like in a bar we can dance to it and we can look like idiots and and have a good time to it and it's not just this like it's not just like posturing it's not just like playing this because it 
you think it says something else about you. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, you're actually like, at least for me, I can only speak for me. Like my desire has always wanted to been like, have a honest connection to somebody. And like, you know, there'd be times like I'd be DJing in bars where, um, you know, I'd be doing kind of like an other kind of more like mainstream, like dance, like hip hop kind of night or something like that. And I just like see some punks who got like dragged there just kind of like hanging out in the back of the bar and just being like, wait, 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 don't go yet. Wait, like I, I'm, I see you, like, let yeah. me just slip this in here for you. And yeah. like, and, and like, we can like, you, you and just you and me, I don't care if it like, clears the floor. Like, let's like have this moment together and look uh -huh. like, like idiots and like jump around like we're peanuts characters. <laughs> and then, you know, then we can go back to this other stuff that makes everybody else happy. But like, I see you and I like want you to know that like, I see you. I don't know. Yeah, it must be really fun to kind of control the, the kind of moods. I mean, not completely control, yeah. but sort of sway them in some way. Maybe, you know, even from beginning to end, where it's almost like you've conceptualized this experience and you kind of move people. I've never done this before, but yeah, kind of move people fun. through these <laughs> moods, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's fun. It also is, like, more fun for me, like, I mean, having, like I said, like, having come up through, like, DJing, like, parties and, like, house parties and stuff in, like, West Philly and kind of, like, knowing... Um, kind of like knowing your audience really well and then just being like I just like want us to have a good time and and um, want to kind of create this this moment it's like so much harder like I don't know if I could jump in and do it now in this in like a room full of people that I have no connection to because what would you don't want to do it at the Exum Films X yeah, yeah well I mean like I mean sure like it would it might be fun but it's not going to be the same kind of experience as like um, like really like knowing the people that are in the room because you know what you saw them at that show um, a couple weeks ago and like you know that they really like this band and so like you can play this and you can draw this like line of understanding between them I don't know you know it's it's I don't know I get really stoked on it I think that communicating that way sometimes is um, a lot easier than any of the other num millions of other ways that are possible to right, right. draw connections with people so well, coming through a political perspective and in playing this music that sometimes has elements that might be dodgier, you know, mm -hmm. that, that might in some way ruffle your feathers or offend oh, your own political sensibilities. So, so how do you approach playing something that musically you may love, lyrically? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's always, I mean, I feel like that challenge is always there, especially like you could, if, mm. <laughs> I want to say that, like, if, if you really, like, parse everything out of your life that has um, some kind of, like, that doesn't, like, there's no, I, I don't think there's anything unless you're creating it. And even sometimes then you can surprise yourself. Like, unless you are creating the thing that you want to then consume, that is the only way that you know where it came from. Yeah, and also, yeah, your, your you know? own emotional or intellectual growth may move you beyond this point and mm -hmm. make it seem a little you know weird after a few years anyway yeah i mean definitely i i think that like that that is definitely an important question i i think there's i and i've gone through many different like phases of like responding to that right because um do people ask you this question or, or is it just responding like within your own head your own dialogue it's my it? own yeah i don't it's actually surprising how little that kind of that kind of thing comes up because um, I think I do think about it. Um, I think about it a lot because there are certain spaces that, like, again, I think this is okay. I don't want to like lose my train of thought, but like, like where you can explore some of those ideas, and it's like a safer space than other places to explore them, right? Like, if you're listening at home to a record and you're like, oh, God, this is like this part, like, I'm not really feel like, or like this, this makes me feel a certain way. Like you can have a conversation with your friends in your room and like talk about it and, and 
come to whatever conclusion you come to. But if you're like taking that into a different space where there is no there's no opportunity for conver conversation, then mm -hmm. I think it's like a much more, that makes me like way more uncomfortable. But um, because I, I don't know, I think like if you're gonna go through the trouble of trying to have those conversations, you should have them like honestly and in spaces that can support that. But then there's this whole other part of me that's like, um, I think we're at times I've kind of taken this stance that, um, you know, there are things like I don't come to, I don't come to punk rock looking for a set of rules to like pass down about like how I'm supposed to feel about certain things, right? Or like what my overall like politics and ethos should be. Like that comes from within and that comes from like moving through the world and, and having to like suss that out on a daily, like sometimes on a daily basis, like and how you treat people, mm -hmm. like how you spend your money, where you, you know, all of those things, you know, that like go into like the decisions that you make. And so under that view, like, just I can't think of anything more dumber than like the misfits right like like the misfits have like the absolute worst like I'm not going to the misfits to look for my moral compass <laughs> right, you know right, you know right. what I mean that's like that's true. just yeah that that's not where like I'm not going to them for that and so there's no disappointment when it's like idiotic or it doesn't make any take sense seriously it's, yeah, you yeah can't because take, yeah. it's not like screwdriver where there's right. like there's a political point being made that's meant to convince people to right. do something the misfits is just dumb yeah exactly and I, I think that like that's really, um, that's kind of just where I draw my line. Is that like, you know what, there, there, are, I, I, there are things that I do go to. There, there's like, um, there's art that I go to for, for inspiration. There's, um, there's, there's people who I look, you know, obviously I look towards as like really good beacons of, of, of um, inspiration and direction. But ultimately at the end of the day, like you have to, you have to like live by your own, your, live by your own ethics about it because those are the only ones that you can stand by at the end of the day. I yeah, but I mean, I suppose as the DJ, mm -hmm. clearly you didn't create this music, mm -hmm. right. but of all of the vast spectrum of music, you're personally selecting these little dots to mm -hmm. present to people. Yeah. So in a way, I suppose you stand behind this thing that you present to an audience, right. either on the radio mm -hmm. or in person. Right. Um, so like you say you've, you've DJed hip hop music, right? right. Mm -hmm. So is there a sensitivity from you from like people who are going to use words like nigger or bitch mm -hmm. or whore? Like if you... Is this something that you would elect not to present, or? Yeah, and I've made a, I've made those, th those choices. Yeah, those have come up, and I've just been like, oh, that's not, that's not how, that's not the takeaway. Like, that's not what I want to, that's not what I want to like be in this space doing. You know. So there would and, be a conscious thought, like, the, you know, I like this song, mm -hmm. but I am not going to present this to people because of. Right. Like, I mean, that even happens like on the radio too. Like, I mean, I, and I love dumb dumb as rock dumb as a box of rocks idiotic punk rock right like and i love it in this in this way that's just like it doesn't mean i go home and i listen to it every day like it doesn't mean that like it, it but like there's there's some of it that i just like really get off on like just like amateurish bratty like idiotic stuff right just because it like it makes me laugh or i'm like oh like the kind of like thumbing your nose at something, right? There's but like, a certain stupid yeah, charm to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? And there's, there, there came a point actually like doing, doing the, the show that I was like on, on PRB where I was like, you know what, like I laugh at this and like I know why I'm like laughing at this or I know how I'm po poking fun at this or whatever. But, you know, being, becoming like more conscious of, yeah, like 
this, this is going out. And like, what happens to this, like to the person who isn't like thinking about this the same way that I am. Right. Yeah, there's probably young people who like you were little sponges, and right. Little sponges absorb all kinds of material. Right. Exactly. It's kind of like, I have a cousin who, um, who at this point is like 18, but you know, like a couple years ago, like, you know, was, you know, he's like this young punk and you know, he's really into the descendants. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm going to give you this record, but let's look, let's look this over. <laughs> like, and, and, in, a, in a way that's like not trying to like, I was like, you know, like this is like, hey, like we don't talk about women this way, right? Right. And here's why we don't talk about women this way because I mean, did you say that? Did you say that your cousin is male or female? Male. male yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So and just kind of being like, yeah, we like this baseline and that's really sick. That's so much fun. Right. And yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is really fun to listen to this. But like, like, let's actually just like have a conversation about it. Right. Because like, is this really what we want to like keep perpetuating? Even if like this person is talking about it in a joke or like, I, I don't know. I, I think that those, those kind of conversations just like continue on forever and like people's you know, my own views about it evolve um, on a regular basis. You know, it's like kind of, um, you know, it's like why I took some time off from doing doing my show. You know, like I wanted to kind of revisit this medium and like how I'm using it. And so wait, why don't you yeah. talk about, I mean, you elected to, to stop doing the show for a while. Yeah, I was just taking a break. I mean, I feel like a lot of these things kind of kind of kept coming up for me personally. And, um, you know, I just wanted to like analyze um, more about what was going out and like what I wanted to do with that airspace because it is, um, it's a privilege to be able to have a, a, a piece of the airwaves and, and want to do something, just something even a little bit better. Doesn't mean that anything that I was doing, I don't stand behind it. It's just, I just want to be more, more thoughtful. And you think you came back to it sort of renewed and with a yeah, focus back, on that? Yeah, be back this summer and, and uh, be back on the air and and hopefully like doing something that people will still respond to. And if, and if they don't, they don't. But at least I'm kind of coming at it from a different place now. Well, how do you think that that's going to affect what you play or how you present yourself? I mean, is this something that, that, would, that people would notice or that you would only mm. notice? I don't know. I, that's a good question. I mean, I guess I have to see, but I, I mean, I think that there's definitely been times over the years of being on the air and bristling when getting a certain response to something that I've like done and not, not really being a hundred percent sure, like, Oh, is this person like getting it? Like, do they get the, do they get the joke? Like, are they, are they, the understanding that I'm like, well, for example, like what would people bristle about? Is um, there a certain incident that, no, no, I guess like, I just want to like try to be thoughtful about how to, how to like frame it. Um, I don't know, like if you're playing something that's like really dumb, like, I don't know, like the gizmos or something. And then like, so, like some dude like called it like, oh yeah, I love this. This is great. And you're like, oh, wait, like, wait, 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 back it up. Like, you know, and like, I'm not going to get into it with somebody over the phone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, cause that's not really worth like all of my time, right? You know, like, um, but kind of just being like, do I want to like continue to have this, this like question mark, like, conver like this like silent question mark experience with, with, with somebody like, no, I want to like feel like for what I'm doing, um, you know, yeah, it's just reaching people in a, in a different way. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how else to, to, yeah, to put it other than that, you know, that like, I just would like to do something that, um, has yeah like I, I guess like is more like overtly coming from some, some other kind of like higher place with it and that like 
if people respond to it, then I kind of know they made it through the first level of like the BS detector. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. where they're like, oh wait, I, I see what she's doing here, and I like really, I'm into it, and I want to like engage and talk about it. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Well, you, I mean, you're doing what a lot of people that I've, I've spoken to are doing, which is like planting little seeds in people's heads, mm -hmm. you know, and you have an option, I guess, of different types of seeds that you can plant. Right. And clearly, it seems to me that you want to plant the best possible seed because you know that it's going to grow into the most beautiful flower. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, you could plant a little shitty seed and maybe it makes a little weed, but I mean, why bother with that when right. you kind of... Um, and like, when I, when I think of that, or at least my involvement in this project, mm -hmm. the selfish reason if there is one is that like if I think that this thing is planting all these good seeds in people's heads then I live in a better city because if right. anyone takes anything out of it and they're contributing something positive right then it's a greater positive environment it seems like that's what you want to do with a radio show yeah and I mean, you reach a lot of people you know yeah you know? And, and I mean I think it's also like you know I think that there's still other ways that you can like play with like meaning and intention and um, and that all comes in like the conversations like how it's put together and I feel like pretty proud of like how I've been able to do that over the years I just want to do it in a I just want the overall thing now to like I just want to take it to some other place you know like I, f I feel good about what I've accomplished there and um thankful to have the opportunity to do it and do it for so long and to like make choices in my life that like, allow me to participate in media in this way that would not have any other access to any other way mm -hmm. you know so um yeah I just kind of want to do something different and, and more interesting to me you know like I, I think about like um, you know, in a lot of ways, like punk and its full spectrum of things that have excited me in like in my life over the years, it's like, you know, maybe as like a teenager, it was like going to shows and getting to the show and getting to the show was like the most important thing that you could do. And, it's like, a process as, when you're yeah. young. I mean, it really is very involved. Yeah. And like, and, and that, you know, is like a lot of work and took a lot of time and effort and energy. And, you know, as I've like gotten older, it's kind of just become more about like, well, like, what are the other ways I want my world to look like? And, you know, how do I take those, those like, ethics and, you know, ideas that mean, you know, that meant a lot to me beforehand, but now have this community in which to explore them in? Um, you know, how do I do that in a, in a different way that looks different than just, like, supporting bands or doing mm -hmm. a, a radio show, but, like, in my life and, like, how I, like, move through the world and what other things I'm interested in or... You, I don't know. So it's yeah. become more than a, just about, like, the music itself and Do you feel you're, you're part of an active community now? Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's all... I think Philadelphia in general, I think what makes Philadelphia really great um, is that that's always felt, like, very strong. You know, like... I, and I think it's... I don't know if it's just the affordability <laughs> that's, like, allowed... Um, allowed people to be able to like, put down roots and stick around and work on like work on punk as life like as their like li li lifelong dedication to these things um it's definitely supported um so many of the things that like i care about and 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 think are um valid and i hope to see continue for a really long time so yeah i think philadelphia's got enough lifers in it that kind of keep keep it keep something keep something going and then that there's always new people kind of coming in to like innovate and like I'm sure there are way there are people putting on shows right now that I don't even know what they're doing and like maybe the scene that they're in is like micro or marginalized or it's out there and it's not people who I'm necessarily engaging with on an everyday basis but like I know it's happening like yeah. I may not know what it is or when it's happening but I know it's definitely happening yeah oh I feel that um, way from talking to a lot of the younger people mm -hmm that I spoke to who have a whole a whole other world that I'm not privy to, I'm not excluded from, right. but I'm not, I just have no idea what's happening there. Right. And 
what I find to be so great about it is that it kind of mirrors a lot of the ethos that were were and are really important to me, mm-hmm. both as a young person and as a significantly older person mm-hmm. now, that that this can still that this this thread kind of moves through this thing and still kind of energizes these people to do these things. Yeah. And continues to. So regardless of what the music sounds like, for me at least, the most important thing is that the ethics kind of remain, you know, DIY ethics and all that. Yeah, and I mean, definitely, I think that a lot of the people who, you know, like younger people, they may not even think, like, may not give two shakes about, like, any of the things that you and I are talking about or, you know, I'm 32 and, like, there's people who are 10 years younger than me that are participating in this project, right? That you're, no, yeah, you know, yeah. so The youngest like, person's 20 years old right. so far. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, and I don't expect, like, here's the thing, like, I don't expect them to give, like I said, two shakes about, like, anything I did, like, 10 years ago or something I did 10 months ago, right? Like, yeah, yeah. there's enough going on in the city um, that is, like, vibrant and can hold a lot, and um, I'm excited to still, like, live in a city that, like, continually, like, lets lets that happen, you know? That, Thanks like, to the cheap rent. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. that's a big part of it. But, I mean, I think about also, too, like, I think the activist community is has like really like you know like things like the co-op right like you have a co-op or you have like the LCA houses in like West Philly and like these like you know like I think that that like adds you know or like a space has been around forever you know like these these kinds of like institutions um, that do you live in West Philly mm-hmm. yeah okay, right so you're fully immersed in the West yeah, yeah. Um, that like you know I think that it's it's that puts a framework in place that like lets people live their life in these ways that are closer to like what they would want to be available in the larger world that most other people like move through on it. Yeah. I guess they can see people living that way Mm -hmm. as an example of it it can be done. Yeah. And that the, you know, the viable options are there to kind of continue moving Mm -hmm. through that way. I think, I mean, there were times where I always, when I was younger, where it seemed like people could do that in say the San Francisco Bay area, like in Berkeley or Oakland. And like you had to go there. This is where the weirdos went. This is where you could actually live, you know, in a a supportive community of weirdos. Mm -hmm. But now you can, clearly just do this in Philadelphia, especially certain sections. Right. Um, you know, something that's kind of been brought up in, in different interviews we never, I don't think I went into any great detail with, and maybe mm-hmm. you can talk a little bit about this, sure. is West Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, what it means, it's something that's very clearly understood within Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, yeah, and it is funny, but yeah. outside of Philly, I don't know that people necessarily know this, huh. although certain people I think will be drawn to the city because they want to live in that. So. How would you describe then, like, the, in general, the West Philadelphia community and what it means? Well, I mean, I think even that's, like, I mean, I, I, that's changed. But first of all, I should say, I've only lived, I've mostly spent most of my time living in Philadelphia and South Philadelphia, mm-hmm. which I have no idea. I have no idea why 10 years of my life were spent in South Philadelphia. But it's because there's a tree. Yeah, exactly. Right. There is a tree. It was a place for shade. Um, and then the last three years I've lived in, in West Philadelphia, but like I said, like all through my like formative years, spent a lot of time out here. Um, you know, I think that it's, there are so many, I, I, I'm hesitant to say like, this is what it's like in West Philly, right? Because I am who I am and I am who I am, my, the history that I, like I've had with the city and my like perceptions of things. I, and I, so it's going to come off sounding one way. Like I could describe to you one well, way of looking at it but it's I think an interview there's with you also, yeah. so I, I kind of like want things through your perspective because other sure. people will certainly give theirs sure I mean I think that you've got everybody from like you know like crust punks to like like I said like more activist people that I think there's a really like there's a really vibrant queer scene in West Philadelphia there are lots of um, there's there's 
there's lots of interesting like younger people doing like weirder shit like there's you know like sci-fi reading clubs and like DIY plays happening in warehouses and not to mention just like I mean like basement shows and then you've got you know this and then you swirl in like the student population that that you know is still like you know, a huge part of um, some parts of, of West Philadelphia. And as then, much like, as families. West Philadelphia would like to imagine that isn't the case. Exactly, right. I mean, like, or, like, what? let's not even get a university city versus West Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's all names. Um, but, I mean, to me, I, I, from my perspective, I see, I see all of that in equal parts, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's, I don't, like, when I think of, like, why I like living in West Philadelphia, it's because all of these people live here, and there's families, and there's, people that, that look different than me, people that sound different than me. Like there's so many, I, I, I think of like more um, vibrant communities and like in, in terms of like um, uh, immigrants and, and people of just different backgrounds that are all like living together in this place comfortably or uncomfortably or with their problems. And you know, like there's, it's not a, it's not it's totally, not a, it's not a utopia, yeah. but like it's definitely more of a mix of people um, than any other neighborhood that I've ever lived in in Philadelphia, and it, I feel, I feel really comfortable out here. It's 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 a great place to live. Yeah, I love yeah. It. No, it's it seems to achieve a pretty interesting balance. I mean, certainly there's there's all kinds of issues, but mm-hmm. I, I think that I mean in the city it seems to be clearly the most progressive mm-hmm. minded, or have the the greatest concentration of more progressive minded right. people than any other part. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Philly the city for you, like? <laughs> Julian will never leave the city of Philadelphia. Oh, God, I hope not. Ever. <laughs> I mean, I tried a couple times. I tried a couple times. Traitor. Uh, and End I came back, interview. like, in, like, I came back in, like, six months or less, you know, just these, just, just, oh, man. What, what other places did you try? Um, Chicago. I lived in Chicago for a little bit and uh, in, uh, tried to, like, move to Olympia twice, you know, like, just, just, yeah, you know, like, on a bus, you know, when I was, like, 18. Um and like, you know, like they're fine. They're fine places. Um, and but Philadelphia was like always just seemed greater. I mean, I I think the affordability part of it is what ki- keeps a lot of people here. Is like you can kind of get by and do what you need to do, um, and work on your projects, do your art, work, be in your band, at what you name it, and people are able to do it here. And so it becomes a very good place to nest for a while. Um, I hope that I will get to, you know, experience some other parts. Of it's always nice to travel. <laughs> it's always nice to travel. It's <laughs> nice to come home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Philadelphia will always feel, you know, I'm, there's no way. I'm, it's like so tied. I love this area. I love New Jersey. I love, here, I love New Jersey. Oh, my God. No, and no, I'm not ashamed over. to say it. But, I mean, there's so many things about it that, that, are, that are really great. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? Who knows what's around the corner? I have plans, but we'll see. Right. We'll are see. there any places that are, that are on the radar for the future? Oh, I, I don't want to, I, I'm hesitant to, to, to out them, you know, it's, uh, don't out, don't out them now. Right. We'll see, we'll see. Because especially then, like, I always feel like that's kind of the funny thing about when people leave Philadelphia, there's always this like, ah, you'll be back. It's just a giant magnet. You know, people always have these like big going away parties and then nothing like, could ever compare to Philadelphia right. and how great it is. So uh, <laughs> it's just a matter of how long it takes to realize that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or exactly. something like that. Uh, I always hate when people leave Philadelphia because I have to, unfortunately, or fortunately, live here right. for the rest of my life. So everyone that's lost is like, oh, here's a little creative star. Left <laughs> for goddamn Los Angeles or New York. Oh, it'll never be New York. It'll right. never be New York. Although now that I said it'll never be New York, I'll move into Portland. <laughs> it'll, yeah, or is Portland. You move into Portland? Don't move to Portland. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
Okay, so I guess in summary, it, it clearly seems that like the ethos, ethos has moved through your entire adult life and will sort of continue to move through you. So do you think that this is, um, this is something that will kind of, will always be a part of your life, that you'll always have this thing in you in some form or another? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, that's, you know, punk and however you want to, you know, define it. And for me personally, um, you know, I feel like it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's for a lot of people it's like in you when, like I think it starts when you're like a kid, it depends on like how it's your worldview, it's, it's, it's how you know what, how you want other people to be treated or how you want to make a community or like what, what your values are. And I mean, that's pretty ingrained in a young place and be able to have like a community that like supports those ideas is um, very valuable to me. And I've been grateful to be able to, um, you know, work in places that support those kind of values, um, you know, and, and also like have my like, you know, live, like literally like the community I live in support those values. Mm -hmm. And well, what also, is your, do you have a straight job? I work at the Prometheus Radio Project. Okay. So I work for a community. Uh, we do community yeah, advocacy for we do advocacy for community radio stations, um, specifically low power FM radio stations that are very micro. Um, they're meant to be like locally owned and operated. And um, yeah, so we do advocacy for them and then also support them through their like building process and programming. And so you're actually a paid employee of this. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, still at the radio station and, and, you know, that's unpaid, but, you know, that I've been lucky enough to be able to, like, craft my life in ways that allow these things that are important to me um, to manifest themselves in, a, in jobs and, in, you know, quote-unquote skills yeah, <laughs> that right, I have. Yeah. So I'm, I feel very blessed to have that, and I look forward to, yeah, I would like to live the rest of my life in a way that, um, especially for me, like, radio is about access and about communication, and those are you know, a marginalized people like need to be able to have access and communication and yeah, yeah. be able to speak to one another. So that's on a, like, if you like boil it down, that's what it's about for me. And, um, um, would love to like live the rest of my life, like working towards that end. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's pretty much like died in the wool now. So that's fantastic. Well, yeah. thank you very much for talking to me. <laughs> thank you so much. That.